Notice how Paul says to his spiritual son, though. He says, stir up the gift. That's exactly what we should be doing. Whatever God has placed in you, stir it up. The purpose that God has ordained for you, walk in it. But he goes on to say that, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. So again, an enemy to your future is a spirit of fear. An enemy to your destiny is a spirit of fear. That is the spirit of fear's assignment to keep you from stepping into the next, to keep you from stepping into the greater, to keep you from stepping into the more. Amen. Good evening, everybody. And I want to welcome you here on this Wednesday to Wednesday night Bible study. Um, I'm so excited that you have decided to join in with me today here on the Kingdom Rock Network. And I'm so excited that you are here because I believe that the Lord has a word for you that's really going to set you free. This is going to be a word that's going to, I truly believe, bring freedom in your life in some areas. And that's going to progress you and project you into this new year. So as we get started, I just want to go ahead and get go into a word of prayer. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I just want to thank you, Lord God, right now for this word that you are about to speak to your people, Lord. Lord God, I make myself a willing vessel unto you, Lord, and I ask that you speak to me, Lord God. Lord God, I know that it is not my ability that you're looking for, Lord God, but it is my availability, Lord. So I make myself available, Lord God. Father God, I obey what you will say, Lord God, and may they see you, Lord God. May they hear you, Lord God. May they feel you, Lord God. May they know you, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for your spirit, the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher. He is the one that teaches. I'm just a vessel, Lord God. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you teach to your people and that you set somebody free in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Now, as we go forth, if you want to give today's title a message, if you want to know what we're going to be speaking about today, we're going to be talking about overcoming fear, overcoming fear. Now, as we begin to talk about this, we must first understand that when we talk about fear, there are two things that we're really talking about that we're really going to that we're really going to discuss today. On one hand, you have the spirit of fear. And on the other hand, you have the emotion of fear. Amen. Again, on one hand, you have the spirit of fear. And on the other hand, you have the emotion of fear. Now, these things are two separate things the, the spirit of fear, if I may, is a spiritual entity um, that is a, a, a agent of Satan who is designed to prevent you from stepping into your future. The spirit of fear is an enemy to your future. The spirit of fear can present itself in many different ways um, that you may not even realize, because I want you to understand as we go forward today that if you're dealing with a spirit, we must deal with the spiritual side of it. And of course, even the emotional side of it with, with the emotion of fear will deal with that as well. But if I want to kind of give you some 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 pointers or some uh, an idea, if, if, if you may, um, or, 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 or uh, I, I, I guess a test to see if you're dealing with a spirit of fear or if you're dealing with the emotion of fear. And like I said, the spirit of fear is designed to keep you from stepping into your future. The spirit of fear. Let me say it like this. The spirit of fear is actually a harassing spirit. If you heard the term before, how some people say, you know, um, uh, uh, this person, they're, they're all bark, no bite. That's exactly what the spirit of fear is. He's all bark, but no bite. He's all bark, but no bite. He has a big bark and he's very loud. And oftentimes I'll say it like this. The spirit of fear has a way of masquerading itself, to, to, uh, has a way of masquerading itself with your own voice. 
The spirit of fear has a way of masquerading itself with your own voice. So ways to know if you're dealing with the spiritual side of fear, if you're dealing with the spirit of fear is to is, is, is if, you know, one one way is to know that if you're dealing with overwhelming fear for no reason, if you're dealing with fear that's illogical, if you're dealing with fear about everything about around you, if you have a fear that I'm, oh, I'm just going to die, you have no there's no basis to it. That's the thing. The spirit of fear doesn't need a basis. It needs no basis. It needs no logic. It sometimes it can be actually quite illogical. I'm having this fear. If you think about, and it can be humorous sometimes, but if you think about certain people who have certain phobias or certain fears to the craziest things, certain phobias to like paper towels or paper, or or, or um, I, I've even heard of some people who have a, a fear of pickles and just different things like this. And and I know that you know we see these things and we make joke of it, but oftentimes than not, it is all this is usually a, you, this is usually a spirit of fear. Because it's illogical. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And again, the spirit of fear, its goal is to harass you, to make you, to rather, to, it's to, to harass you, to keep you from stepping into your future. The spirit of fear, its job is to harass you, to keep you from stepping into the promise that God has ordained over your life. To step into the purpose that God has ordained for your life. To keep all the gifts that God has placed in you, all the talents that God has placed in you to become to become dormant. That's the spirit of fear. That's the spirit of fear. And again, we're going to get to the emotion, the, the fear as the emotion. We'll get to that. And, and some of the, the, the characteristics can be the same. But right now with the spirit of fear, again, sometimes it can be illogical. And oftentimes fear can mask itself in things like anxiety. Sometimes if people have bad anxiety, um, a very, very bad anxiety, they just get anxious in certain situations. Uh, sometimes that can be the spirit of fear. Now, of course, sometimes people may be, need counseling or whatever the case may be, but sometimes, and actually in many cases, this is actually a, a, a fruit, if I may, of the spirit of fear. Amen? So again, this thing can enter in in many ways. It can enter in through a life, I'd rather do a lie, or it can enter in through trauma. It can enter in through a lie, or it can enter in through trauma. If you have had some type of traumatic experience in your life, this is an open door for the spirit of fear to come in. If you are dealing with some type of lie, or if somebody has told a lie on you, or if, if even if nobody has even said this thing about you, if you're believing it, sometimes it can oftentimes be a result of the spirit of, rather, it can be an opening for the spirit of fear to come in. Amen? And again, its goal is to keep you from, from stepping into your future. So many times, again, the spirit of fear has many characteristics. You can kind of notice it again if you have an illogical fear. So again, certain phobias that some people deal with, a fear of pickles or the fear of paper, these certain phobias can oftentimes be the spirit of fear. Amen? And again, this, again, this, this spirit, its goal is to keep you from stepping into your future. I want to read this. This is a scripture that we're all familiar with that, that Paul is talking to his spiritual son. This is 2 Timothy uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 6 through 7, and it reads as this in the NKJV. It says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. 
And then watch this now. Paul takes a turn and he says this right here. He says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. So notice how Paul is talking to his spiritual son, Timothy. He's talking about the gift that God has placed in him. And again, the gifts that God has placed in us is for us to serve him and to progress and to advance the kingdom of God and to bring glory to his name. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says, let men see your good work so that they may give glory to the father. Amen. So again, notice how Paul says to his spiritual son, though, he says, stir up the gift. That's exactly what we should be doing. Whatever God has placed in you, stir it up. The purpose that God has ordained for you, walk in it. But he goes on to say that for God has not given us a spirit of fear. So again, an enemy to your future is a spirit of fear. An enemy to your destiny is a spirit of fear. That is the spirit of fear's assignment to keep you from stepping into the next, to keep you from stepping into the greater, to keep you from stepping into the more. Amen. And again, this can be recognized in a few different ways. Again, if you're having illogical fears, uh, 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 there's no rationale behind why you're feeling like this. Oh, I just feel like I'm going to die. Uh, if you're always dealing with like a fear, I'm, I'm just going to die. I don't know about feeling like I'm going to die. That's a spirit of fear. That's a spirit of fear. If you're dealing with a fear or anxiety and you, you just feel anxious, that's often can be a result of the spirit of fear. And of course, there's a spirit behind anxiety too, but, but oftentimes if you deal with the root of something, you'll deal with the fruit as well. If you take out the root, the fruit will die. So oftentimes, worry and anxiety and things like this that you constantly may be feeling on a regular basis, and again, these things can be emotional as well, but if, you're, if, if this is your life, if this is the 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 the, the, the uh, rather if this is the the life that you live in fear and just worry and anxiety, this can oftentimes be the fruits of the spirit of fear to keep you from progressing into the future that God has ordained for you. Amen. So again, watch, again, notice how Paul talks to his spiritual son. He says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but He says, but of power and of love and of a sound mind." A power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. So this this speaks of the spirit of fear. This is this speaks of the spirit of fear. Amen. Now let's talk about the emotion of fear as well. Now, unlike the spirit of fear, the emotion of fear can be dangerous. The emotion of fear can be dangerous. The reason it can be dangerous is because it it, it, it actually can rely on logic. The spirit, rather the emotion of fear, if you're dealing with fear, you know, uh, well, I feel like God wants me to do this, but, you know, I just don't feel qualified. If you're dealing with fear like that, oftentimes it can be logical. That's why this fear is so easy for people to get caught up in. That's why this fear is so easy for people to get stuck in, because it relies on logic. So it can be logical. Amen. Look at John 16, 33. Jesus says it like this. He says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials, many sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So Jesus is saying there are going to be things in this world that may, bring, that, that may be trials. You're going to have sorrows. These things are going to happen. These things are going to happen. But he doesn't say be fearful. He doesn't say be fearful. He says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. 
So even though you may be seeing a situation that may be logical, uh, this doesn't make sense. God, God isn't calling you to be fearful. In fact, I'll say it like this. Your, your understanding, your logic, your reasoning can actually be an enemy to God. Your understanding, your logic, your reasoning can actually be an, can be an enemy to God. Proverbs 3, verse 5, rather, Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6 says it like this. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lead not to thy own understanding, your own logic. The, the one plus one equals two. Don't lead to that. But trust in him in all thine ways and he will direct your path. So again, many times in life when God is calling us into something more, many times in life when God is calling us into our destiny, many times in life when God is asking us to walk in what he has called for us to walk in, it can seem illogical because we may say, Lord, I'm not qualified. I, 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 don't, fit, I don't fit it, Lord. It, it, it just, I, it's not fitting for me. And again, this, this fear right here, which is, which is more emotional, can oftentimes rely on your logic. Because it makes sense. This fear makes sense. See, that's something that you can kind of recognize with, with the spirit of fear and the emotion of fear. The spirit of fear doesn't really rely on logic. In fact, it can be sometimes illogical. This person is scared of pillows or this person is scared of paper. But the spirit, rather the emotion of fear is where you can enter a danger zone because it actually relies on your understanding. So many times, like if you're dealing with a situation, you know, maybe you're, you're struggling on your bills or, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, you don't have enough money to do this or to do that. Or maybe you're having health issues, you know, and you think that it's not going to work out. You think that it's not going to work out. You think that it can't be remedied. This is the emotion of fear. And if you know this, when you're dealing with this, it is actually very logical. It's actually very logical. But again, your understanding, your logic can be an enemy to God. He says, lean not to your own ways. He says, don't lean to your own understanding. The, the way to not fall into this is not to lean into your own understanding. Amen. Now, I want to give you some truth today. I want to give you something today that's going to really bless you. That's going to really, I believe that's going to set you free from the spirit of fear and also from this emotion of fear. Because they're, they're, they're two different things. They have similar characteristics, but the remedy is the same. Hallelujah. Let's look here at 1 John 4, 18, and it reads as follows. It says, there is no fear in love. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that fear is not made in perfect love. Now, when I began to read this, I began to wonder, Lord God, what does this mean? What, what does love and fear, how, how is love the remedy to overcoming fear? How is love the remedy to be delivered? How, what, what does this mean, Lord? What does this mean, Lord? It kind of it, it, it made me question, like, what, what, like I need an answer, Lord. How, how, is this, how is this possible? How is this possible? But you must understand something. To be established in love means to be established in truth. To be established in love means to be established in truth. That's why he says perfect love casts out all fear. So if you're established in truth, you're established in love. If you're established in his truth, you're established in perfect love because his truth is perfect. Amen. Jesus says it like this in John 8, 31 and 32. He says, 
Um, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to me and you will know the truth and the truth will set you what? It will set you free. So truth will bring freedom. So if you're established in truth, you're free. And if you're free, you're established in his love. Hallelujah. Amen. I pray that you're getting this and I pray that this is helping you. If you're established in his truth, you're established in his love. If you're established in his word, you're established in his love. Amen. So again, if you're dealing with be that the spirit of fear or be that the emotion of fear, the remedy to both of these is truth. Rather, the remedy to both of these is love. And the reason being is that truth is established. Love is established in truth. When you have truth, if you have real truth, you have love. Meaning that you must begin to get in the word of God and see what he has said about you. Because you are very valuable to God. Understand something. God is an investor. He has invested much in you. He has invested much in you. And when you begin to understand what he has invested in you, when you begin to understand the truth of his word and what he has said about you. In fact, I believe the Bible says in Romans 6 or maybe Romans 8, it says he has he spared not even his own son. He didn't even spare Jesus for you. So if he gave his own son for you, if you can understand this, even that truth right there will establish you in salvation. Knowing that Jesus died for me, Jesus died for my sin, Jesus died for all my wickedness. He died, he took the punishment because the father loved me. The father wanted a relationship with me. So being established in this truth will establish you in love. So if you're dealing with fear, be that the spirit of fear or be that with the emotion of fear, you must receive the love of God in the area. In order to receive the love of God, the love of God in the area as an antidote to fear, you must receive his truth. In order to receive his truth, you must be in his word. So it goes back to his word. Not only his written word, but what the, word, what the Lord has spoken about you. The dreams that the Lord has given you and has spoken to you in your dreams. The things that he has said to you that you have swept under the rug. The things that prophets may have spoken to you that you know was a true word from God. The words of God establishes you in truth. And if you have truth, you can be established in love. So again, it goes back to be it goes back to truth. It goes back to his love. When you know that the father loves you, you can be established. When you know that the father loves you, there is no fear. There's no fear because there's nothing to worry about. Think about it like this. Most, you know, not for all, but if you think about maybe like a six-year-old child that has a father, and, and his father, to most six-year-old father or the dad or that male figure or even the mother figure, there's somebody in their life as a child that's just like Superman. This person can do anything. If I need anything, because I know that they love me, because I know that they care for me, I know that, they, I know that they'll make it happen. There's no doubt in my mind. But see, this child is established in the truth that this person loves them. This child is established in the truth that, oh, he said he can do this. I know that he'll provide. If I need clothes, he'll give me clothes. If my mama says I need to get some more clothes, if I get a new pair of shoes, she'll give me a new pair of shoes. Whatever the case may be. Because there's truth there. There's truth. So again, many times the enemy will use fear, be that the spirit of fear or even the emotion of fear, He'll spew lies to you to try to, to try to seep in with fear. But I tell you, my brother, I tell you, my sister, I tell you, my friend, 
Become established in his love again. Become established in his love again. If you're experiencing fear and whatever, if you're if you're stepping into ministry and there's some fear there, it might not even be the spirit of fear, but if there's some fear there, be established in his love. What has he what has he said about me? What does his word say about me? What are the promises that God has already spoken over me? I can do all things, all things the cross which gives me strength. If God be for me, who can be against me? Greater is he that lives within me than he that lives within the world. When you're established in the truth of his word, you'll be established in his love. And where there is perfect love, there is no fear. So as I come to an end today, I want to encourage you to be established in his love. Fall in love with Jesus again. Fall in love with Jesus again. As we go into this year, as we because I believe that this is a year where God is about to call a lot of people up. I believe that this is a this is a year that God is about to stir a lot of gifts up. But you must be established in his love. You must know that the father loves you. You must know that the father loves you, which means you must be established in the truth of his word. So whatever word that the Lord has spoken over you, whatever the Bible says about you, trust in it. Don't trust in your logic. Don't trust in your understanding. I want to bring back an example, even if you remember Peter when he was walking on water. You know, Peter loved Jesus. You know, Peter even said, Lord, you know, I'll die for you. And, you know, of course, he ended up denying him. But, you know, the the fact of the matter is that Peter truly loved Jesus. So much that when Jesus was walking on the water, Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. If that's you, Lord, bid me come. Why? Because I know that you love me. If if I I know that you love me, I know that you won't let nothing happen to me. The Lord said, come on. The Lord said, come on. Peter stepped out of that boat. He began walking on water. The storm was around him. Logically, it doesn't make sense to walk on water. Logically, it doesn't make sense to say, let me get out of my place of shelter and step into the storm. It doesn't make sense logically. But Peter was so established in the love of God that he said, Lord God, if the shoe bid me come, why? Because I know that you love me. And Peter got outside of the boat and he began walking on water. And I believe that this is going to be the year that a lot of people will have their walking on water moments. Doing the impossible. It might not even make sense how you're doing it. But as long as you are established in his love, my friend, as long as you are established in his love, my brother and sister, when you are established in his love, the impossible is is, is possible. It's as simple as that. The father loves you. He loves you more than you love him. He loves you more than you love him. I want you to think about it for a second. He loves you more than you love him. Think about how much you love God. Just think about that for a second. He wants you more than you want him. He wants to spend time with you more than you want to spend time with him. He wants you to succeed more than you want yourself to succeed. Hallelujah. God has invested much into you. God has invested much into you. And God is calling forth his, uh, his, his investment to, he's calling forth his return on his investment. He's calling forth his return on his investment. So I pray that this year will be your year to step out on faith, to step out perfected in love and standing on truth to do the impossible. Don't let the spirit of fear hold you down this year. Break free from that vein. Become established in the love of the Father. Don't let the emotion of fear keep you from stepping into your future. 
even if it makes sense. If the Lord said, do this, do that, it's as simple as that. If the Lord said, write that book, if the Lord said, start doing YouTube, to do it. It's as simple as that. It may not be logical. It may not, rather, it, it, it may be logical to not do it, but I don't have the funds to do that, Lord. If, you, if the Lord has said it, he will provide. So I want to encourage somebody today that if you're dealing with the spirit of fear or the emotion, if it be perfected in his love. Amen. Let's pray. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I come to you today, Lord God, Jesus, asking you, Lord God, for every person that is watching on the other side of the screen. Lord God, may they begin to experience your love right now. May they begin to experience the warm embrace of your love right now in the mighty name of Jesus. May it fall upon them, Lord God, in a new way. Father God, everywhere that you have spoken over them, Lord God, in every dream, Lord God, in their mind, Lord God, Father God, do any other man, true men of God, everywhere that you have spoken over them, even in your written word, Lord God. Father God, may, be, may they stand on this truth, Lord God, and may they be established in your love. Lord God, every spirit of fear, every harassing spirit that is harassing your people, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, I speak to you, you spirit, you evil harassing spirits. I speak to you right now and I command to let the Lord's child go right now. I command to let your hands, take your hands off them right now. Take your hands off them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. They don't belong to you. You will not keep them from stepping forward in life, but you will let them go right now in the mighty name of Jesus. You will let them go right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I command you to let them go right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Be gone right now. I evict you right now in Jesus' name. And Father, may the truth of your word fill their hearts. Father God, may they know your love, Lord God. May you, Father God, place a greater desire for them to be drawn to you, Lord God, to want to get into your word, Lord God, to want to spend time with you in prayer, Lord God, to even just commune with you, Lord God, on a daily. Father, I ask that you, Father God, begin to speak to your people, Lord, this year. Father God, every gifting that you have placed them, Lord God, may it come forth and bubble out of them right now in the mighty name of Jesus this year. Father God, the purpose that you have, Father God, called your people into, Lord. May they begin to walk in it, Lord God, for it is in them, Lord God, but may they see it, Lord God. Father God, may you help them to see them as you see them, Lord. And Father God, I speak freedom right now over your people, Lord God. For your word says, wherever the sun sets free, is free indeed. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So I thank you for sending somebody free right now. I thank you for setting that girl free right now. I thank you for setting your son free right now. I thank you for setting your daughter free right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray this prayer in your, son, in your son's name. It is so, it is done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, my friend, that is all that I have for you on this Wednesday. I pray that this word has blessed you, and I pray that you walk and continue in this year in freedom, perfected in his love, and that you will do what he has called for you to do. I love you all, and I will see you next time.